Can I ask you a question? Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want the love of God to live within you? Why wouldn't you want to be born from perfection and light? Why would you want to hold on to any darkness that would try to steal, kill, and destroy all the things in your life worth living for? Why would you want to keep participating in the things that are killing you? When God is saying, here, have life, would you like it? Have wisdom, have understanding, have joy and peace and health and all the good things of actually who God is. And how can you have that? Through the very person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came so that you could be reconciled to God. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Ben Church. It's New Year's Day 2021. If you're listening, I bet you thought this day might never come. 2020, the year not to be forgotten. Or maybe we should forget it, right? A crazy year of upheaval, challenges like we've never faced before, at least in my lifetime. It's not that these things have never happened in the world before. They, Nothing is new under the sun. All these things have happened over and over, but not in our lifetime. This is the new for us. And not only that, something that hasn't happened is that the whole world experiencing all these challenges in real time globally. That is new because we're all connected as, as one world now. So that's interesting. But it's been a crazy year. A lot of things happened this year negatively, although I'm very thankful for the Lord for these challenges because it really showed us who we are individually, as a nation, as regions in the nation. It, it showed what we believe what we're really made of. We've succeeded in a lot of areas. We've failed in a lot of areas. But that's really God like showing us what we need to change, how he can improve our lives, how we can draw closer to him in certain areas. So I'm thankful for those things. It's like when you play a sport, and I coached basketball for several years, different levels of basketball, and I loved the challenging games. I loved the competition. When you're in a tight spot, when you're down by four and there's 10 seconds left, that's the time that athletes love, coaches love, players love, fans love. Yes, they're nail biters, right? We don't know what, what's going to happen and, and we need our team to win, but it seems like we're behind. We might lose. But that's what the game's all about. All the rest of the game, the other four quarters up into the last couple seconds or minutes, that seemed like it was just fun. It was just filler, but it came down to the last few seconds. How many times have you watched a basketball game or a football game where it's literally two seconds on the clock and they're going to make a play or they're going to bring the ball from inbounds or they're going to do a Hail Mary pass and it, it makes or breaks the whole game. It wins or loses on this one last second play. Now that's awesome to me. And really that's what 2020s felt like for me. 
it felt like a Hail Mary pass from, from start to finish. But I'm thankful for the Lord because that really lets God work in our lives. It makes us trust Him. It makes us call out to Him. I am thankful that 2020 was a year that the Church of Jesus Christ called out to the, their Lord. I don't think we've fasted more, that we've prayed more than this last year. I think God's really going to do something big in our lives and in our churches and in our nation and in the world because the church is, is really rising up more than ever before, at least in our lifetimes, and calling on the name of the Lord for help, for guidance, for wisdom, for strength, and for, for everything that we need. It seems like we're lacking in every area, but we're calling out to the one who helps us whose idea was for us to be in this to begin with. And when we do that, God's going to move powerfully. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for 2021, what God's going to do. I believe it's going to be a big, powerful start to what God is doing in these days. I believe God's going to show himself as sovereign, as Lord, as the one true God. And we as the Church of Jesus Christ need to get in line with what he's going to do. And we need to be ready to hear and obey and act on what he presents and what he speaks through his servants and what he tells us in our own individual lives. It's not a time to sit on our hands and to do nothing. It's a time to engage with what God is doing around us. And we don't necessarily have to look to the presidents, the leaders, the judges. What is God saying to you? What is he doing in your life? That's what's important in 2021. The year of the local church is what I believe, that God wants to do something locally. If you unplugged your computer, if you turned off your iPhone, if you closed off your TV, how would that affect how you live your life? If you didn't know what was happening in Washington, D.C., or in Toronto, or in London, and you only knew what was happening in your household, at your job, at your grocery store, with your neighbors, God would move mightily in those situations because that's where you live every day. And you sought the Lord's face in those areas, he would do something. And your life would change drastically the way you thought about your surroundings and the way you impacted your surroundings with the power of Jesus Christ. Plus, it feels good not hearing about all the negativity on the news every single day, day in and day out. Because you know what? God's doing some awesome stuff locally. He wants to do it in your life, in your home, in your job, in your marketplace. And I know that this New Year's Day is a time we make New Year's resolutions, we make promises, we set goals, and those things are awesome. We all need to be healthier. We all need to eat better, exercise. We all need to have healthier relationships. We all need to progress in our careers and build our families and our homes and increase the world around us and make it a better place, right? That's common sense. And I, I love New Year because it lets us reset that as a culture. It gives us a, a fresh start. But something I would like to speak to you today that the Lord spoke on my heart uh, that goes beyond that, and I think it's even more important than like the common New Year's resolutions, and it's from a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I would encourage you, if you want to know God in a 
deeper way in what he's done in our relationship with him and, and how we relate and, and how we sh- should relate to the world around us, read Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'm just going to focus on one verse today. It's verse 17. And I believe this is a word for you for 2021 to focus on and to have revelation from God that this one sentence is the truth. And here is the scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is a new year. It's a fresh start for many people and for many things. But you know what the most important fresh start that literally will change your life from this day forward throughout the end of the world and throughout all eternity going forward is being in Christ Jesus. And if you're found to be in Christ, you are a new creature something that never existed before, that God actually created. Another scripture says that you've actually been born again or born from above, a new creature. And then it goes on to say that the old things are passed away. Or you could say it this way, the old things are dead. That old you with the old sin nature and the old flesh that controlled you and the old filthy rags that was your being is dead. It's died. And look, all things are become new. And this is talking about a spiritual experience of you being in Christ Jesus, being born from above, being made new. Does it mean your body's changed or your mind is changed? No. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you recognize that Christ came in the flesh, he became a man, was born of a virgin, he lived and ministered and died a substitutionary sacrificial death on the cross, was buried and was raised alive three days later and ascended to heaven and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. When you believe that and you accept that, Christ and his spirit comes and lives within you and you're made new and you're found to be in Christ. You are now a new creature. The old you is gone, is dead, and all things within you are become new. In fact, God actually places all of who he is, his nature, his substance, his spiritual, if you could take a chunk out of God, <laughs> of, of what actually God is made out of, which would be, you could describe it as light, love, just goodness, everything of who God is. He takes, that's really his spirit. He is a spirit being. And you could take that chunk in your hand and now it's actually placed within you. Wow. All things are become new. That's powerful. The living creator of the universe, the holy, righteous God who is love and light and in whom there is no darkness at all. In fact, his presence in any form actually 
destroys darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of God's light. That is now your new nature. You're born from that now. And that's being called in Christ. Can I ask you a question? Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want the love of God to live within you? Why wouldn't you want to be born from perfection and light? Why would you want to hold on to any darkness that would try to steal, kill, and destroy all the things in your life worth living for? Why would you want to keep participating in the things that are killing you? When God is saying, here, have life, would you like it? Have wisdom, have understanding, have joy and peace and health and all the good things of actually who God is. And how can you have that? Through the very person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came so that you could be reconciled to God. In fact, if you go on to read the next verse in that chapter, verse 18, it says, And all things are of God. So all things have become new in your heart, in your spirit, and all things are of God. And here's what God did. God, who he has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus. Do you understand that? That by Christ Jesus, sent to this earth as the hope for all humanity, so that we could be reconciled back to our heavenly Father, the God who created all. That's why Jesus came. And then now that we are of God, we're in Christ, all things are of God, we're that new creature, the old is actually dead, that verse 18 finishes this way, that God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now we have a purpose in our life. And that's why Christians preach. That's why the good news will never stop being preached. Because God, in his infinite wisdom and blessing, has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, it's our job to go tell the good news that Jesus is the way to the Father. That Jesus was provided to reconcile humanity back to their creator. And he's the only way. Why wouldn't you want that? My question remains, why would you reject so sweet a Savior who took on human flesh, even though he was perfect in heaven, the Son of God, the only Son of God? He was called the Word of God. That's his actual name, the Word of God. He volunteered to come to the earth, put on a death-doomed flesh, to live And go through all the struggles that we face, go through all the temptations that we face, and yet not sin through any of them. And then he decided that he would take the cup of the Father to die on a cross, to be tortured and mutilated, and not only that, die one of the most gruesome deaths other than maybe being burned alive. I can't think of anything worse. He died this horrific death in our place, he then actually took on him all of the sin of all humanity, of all time, and took our punishment, and he bore it. My goodness, who would not receive that? After hearing that, those words, how could you ever reject so sweet a Savior 
who volunteered for that, and then conquered death by raising from the dead and ascending to heaven and reconciled us to the Creator and made it possible for us to be new creatures, a new creation, to pass the old behind us and to actually become made from God. And then with a purpose to go preach that good news and tell our testimony of how God changed us, how I used to be a sinner, how I struggled with addictions, and how I struggled with wickedness, even while being a Christian, still in bondage to the ways of the world, yet God is faithful. And he helped reconcile me in all the areas and is still continuing to this day to reconcile me to himself by Christ Jesus to change daily the things in my life that are of of the world or that should be passed away and I resurrect (laughs) or that I follow in the evil ways of the world or let that influence me somehow. He's faithful and he's just to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's true love, true power, true spirituality. Why would you want something different than that? It is perfection. It is the highest form of love possible. And I plead with you today that you would receive the person of Jesus Christ, that you would receive his call that you can be a new creature, that the old things will die, that all the things will become new for you. All the things will actually become of God in your heart that you'd be one with him for all eternity that offer is right now for you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ say Jesus I believe that you came in the flesh I believe that you died and rose again I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior save me today come into my life be my King and my Savior I give you myself, and I ask that I be made new, and that these old things would pass away, and that all things in my heart and my life would be from you now, and then live that way. Go forward. Live every day with that expectation of knowing your Savior, knowing that you've been reconciled back to your Creator, and then let Him live in you, and you will see that 2021 will be the best year of your life that we'll be coming out of this crazy year of 2020, going into 2021 with joy in our hearts, with expectation that God's going to move, that he's going to do something good, that he's working in me personally. Who cares what he's doing around the world necessarily? Obviously we do care and we're praying for big things. But what's God doing in your life? How's he changing your thoughts and your heart? How's he healing your body? How's he ministering to your family? to your neighbors, to the people down the street, when you go out on the job site, how's he moving there or in the grocery store? What's God doing there? He wants to move there. And if he does that with his whole body, the world will change automatically. We don't have to focus on how can we change the world. Focus on what God will do this year in your life to make you new, to get rid of the old, and to make all things of God. So my prayer for you that this year, you'd be a new creature. You'd let God wash you clean, reconcile to himself, and that you would then start the ministry of reconciliation so that the world around you would be made to. Have a great year. If you feel blessed 
by the I Will Be Your Church podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.